What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ambrose Podcast. This is the podcast where three curious, ambitious brothers come together every week to discuss a topic. And this week, we are going to be talking about our journey in becoming technical, specifically picking up programming. So let's get to it. Hello, everybody. I think. For a change, I'm going to be asking Giri, second brother, some questions. I'm Mali. Okay, Giri, I think we both went into programming at different times. So maybe could you like explain to us when did you know about programming first and then maybe how you got into it? That's a great question. So I learned about programming fairly early. And by early, I mean about seven or eight, actually. I was... That's quite young. I, that was quite young. I was part of the, they call it the IT club in grade school. Right. IT club was sort of the geeks who come together to build software. Mm-hmm. We weren't coding, coding per se, but we were building GeoCity web applications. We were building... What language were you using back then? Uh, it, it wasn't any language. It was primarily drag and drop. Okay, okay. It wasn't, I don't remember, maybe... It was using tools uh, like uh, Flash, Adobe Flash, right. Dreamweaver. Uh, yeah, I, I've never heard of these things. <laughs> no, these things have gone out of fashion now, but building web applications, very basic ones. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got started. And then I sort of took a break from it, maybe because I wanted to differentiate myself from others in our family who were also plugged into the software scene like yeah. our father maybe I wanted to sort of distinguish myself so I sort of took a break and I my attention drifted away from technical stuff into the social sciences right and then but I still had an interest in programming I, I wanted to pick it up on my own mm-hmm. I didn't major in computer science in college but I did take some classes in computer science and I was right. interested in natural language processing web mm-hmm. development software engineering but but I thought I could pick it up on my own afterwards or while in college, but it didn't turn out to be the case. I picked up a little bit, but not enough to build my own things. Right. And and I was primarily a non-technical co-founder at the start. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a good period. I mean, it was tough. It was a tough spot to be in because you have to go begging to find a technical co-founder. And I had half a dozen different ideas that I wanted to try out and iterate, iterate quickly. And not being technical makes the journey, that makes the already hard journey even harder. Yeah, I kind of agree because, you know, I always wanted to pick up programming on my own. I mean, seeing like our family members pick up programming, I was also kind of interested, like, what's this all about? I did some Python programming on my own, but, you know, I didn't get through it all. I think that's mainly also because I didn't have an end goal in mind. And also, I think maybe I'll, I'll share a little bit on, on how it changed. Sure. So for me, I was about two years out of school and, and I realized, wait, I, I'm not at the I don't have the technical ability that I that I want or need to build companies of my own, to build right. projects of my own. So that's when I decided to take some... So I, I enrolled in a, a CS master's program, which was open to those who didn't have a CS background. Like a non-CS major. Yes, exactly. Right. So you had to take bridge courses so that you were... So that you could get up to speed with the rest. Mm-hmm. So I, I joined a program like that in Philadelphia and... And I have no regrets about it. I think it was one of the best decisions I made. I had an opportunity to learn not just the practical aspects of 
web development of data, of data science, but also at a deeper theoretical level, what's going on? You know, what is a transistor? Mm-hmm. What's a data structure? What's an algorithm? Sort of understand the lower levels of abstraction. Right. And I think that makes for a that, that allows you to build up skills faster. Right. Could could you like maybe explain how the process was for you from someone who was a non-CS major in, in university, yes, I do understand that you are doing some courses, you have some understanding, but once going to a full-time technical kind of uh, education, how was it? How was the jump between the non-technical side of things, like a social arts, as compared to the technical side, like computer science? So what is the distinction between, say, yeah. social sciences, humanities? Yeah, and, or, or, that you or had this, felt uh, that was very apparent to you. So... Uh, Obviously, the mode of assessment is very different. Right. In the social sciences, it's very much essays-based. I majored in philosophy in college. It was very much essays-based. There are some exams, but very few and far between. So it's a lot of readings and then essays. But with computer science, it's a lot about a lot about mastering the theory. And you can't bullshit your way out. <laughs> if you don't know, you don't know. Are you trying to say that you can bullshit your way out philosophy exams and, and essays? You won't fail. Right. In computer science, you can fail. Right. In computer science, if you don't know your stuff, if you don't code it right, you won't. Your code won't compile. It's a zero, flat. So it's very binary. Either you get it or no. There's no in between. So because of that, it's a lot more stressful okay. because most of the time you spend debugging trying to get to that one. You're at a zero all the way, and then you get to a one, and then you're done. Obviously, it's very satisfying when you get to the one. Oh yeah. But there are. Sure hours and hours of work that you need to do and you're uncertain whether it works and in some cases it doesn't on time so it's and you can keep thinking about it and you know sometimes you really have to like let go at it first and then come back later i think that's something that we i think i has i've learned as well where you, you can't just keep looking at the same problem at for a prolonged period of time you have to give it some time and get back to it later agree but what i would also say is that that is a privilege that you don't often get in classes, right? Because there's a time bound. It's it's time bounded by time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't say, look, let me let let's give, have give this, me some time. Let, let's have this thought shimmer for two weeks. Yeah. But by the time it's the end of the semester, they have to key in their grades. But talking about grades, I would also say, grades don't really matter when it comes to these kinds of technical programs. What really matters is the skills that you pick up. The capacity to pick up skills that you pick up—it's like a meta skill. Mm-hmm. I think that's what more—that's what matters more. And whether you decide to do your own thing or if you decide to get a job, those are the things that matter. Okay, so looking back, how would you advise your longer, younger self in terms of someone who's going into a master's program? Like, like I am going to go do my master's, right? So, do you have one piece of advice that you'd like to share with me? Absolutely. The first thing I would say is. You learn the most by doing. Right. So whether it's a web application you want to build out, whether it's some sort of a stock trading algorithm you want to build out, some sort of deep learning, you know, financial stock trading, bot, whatever you choose, you learn by building. Right. You can read as many textbooks as you want. You can go down as many tutorial rabbit holes as you can imagine. But honestly, unless you build something from end to end, you're not going to learn it. Because you really have to utilize it to understand the problems that you face on the spot, right? There are many things that you don't know that you don't know. Right. The unknown unknowns. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to go through the process because from the outside, at an abstract level, everything sort of clicks and makes sense. But then it's only when you go in and you build it out for yourself, you realize there are small, subtle things that you have to get right. And the more loops that you go through, meaning the more times that you iterate, the faster and better you're going to get at it, the more confident you will feel to keep trying and improving yourself. So build things all the way to completion. Because if you finish halfway through, it is not considered completion. You don't get any credit. You don't get any learning out of it. You don't get that much learning out of it. So finish your projects. Work on cool projects. Finish them. That's one. But expanding on the point that there are many unknown unknowns, the corollary of that is be patient with yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Because... It is because you don't know what you don't know, it is hard for you to anticipate how long building something is going to take. Right. The scope of a project will keep on expanding. Like maybe, maybe can you give us an example that might help the audience kind of understand this issue? For example, most web applications have an authentication layer. There are multiple ways to set up authentication. Right. Roll it out on your own. There are different Facebook. authentication providers. There are SSOs, single sign-on providers like Google, Facebook, Spotify, and so on. Oh, Spotify has their own SSO. Yes, oh, they okay. do. Yeah. Most companies, LinkedIn has its own SSO. Mm-hmm. At a high level, you think, nah, how difficult can it be? Yeah, you can just add it in, right? No, but when you go in, there are all sorts of complications. Nuances. What happens? Nuances that you miss out. Now, what happens if someone signs up with Facebook, but that same email that is registered with Facebook is also signed up with Google. Mm-hmm. Is that considered one account or is that considered two accounts? Right. So Considerations you have to make. These are small things, but there are many small things that you have to take note of. But obviously, if you solve the problem once, you've solved the problem forever. But the truth is there are always, almost always variations in the specifications that you need for that specific project. So it takes time. You have to be patient, but you have to take action now too. I think, I think Naval said, you know, you want to be uh, impatient with your actions, but patient with the outcomes or results. The same thing applies here. You have to build, you have to apply yourself to build. Right. But recognize that it's going to take time. You know, if you think it's going to take two weeks, probably it's going to take one month, one and a half months even. But keep pushing, keep applying. As long as you know that you're putting in your best foot forward, you're stretching yourself, you will be fine. Right, I kind of agree with the part where, you know, you you learn well while building. And I also think that it kind of serves you as a motivator to learn. I think even for my case, when I kept trying, you know, my, my brothers kept telling me, hey, dude, you got to pick up programming, man. Like, that's the in thing. I said, yes, I'm interested in programming. But, you know, I always never get past maybe in Python, maybe like print stuff and then, you know, just do like the simple stuff. I never got through it. I, I did sign up for a Udemy course, but I never got to it. But it's only when I when I really understood the functionality of, of programming and how I can, you know, write code and build like algorithms. I mean using Python code to run like data science stuff. That's when I really could pick up and I really found a reason to pick up these programming. So I think it gives you a motivator as well to, you know, kind of to pick up these skills. Oh, for sure. The moment you realize, wait a second, what I learn and what I do has a tangible impact. Yeah that is extremely satisfying, that becomes a positive, addictive loop. Exactly. So yeah. I would say pick something that you find interesting, work on it. Don't be too harsh on yourself. Don't, you know, you don't, don't be too, how should I put it? 
it doesn't have to be a billion dollar idea just you don't know what is a billion dollar idea ex ante you should just follow your interests build something that you find fun and just keep it ready the more you iterate the better you get because i think programming in itself is not industry specific so i think that's a great thing because you you can just do whatever you want to do in the realm of your interest right you could create a podcasting app mm-hmm. you could create a golf app you could create a meditation app you could do whatever you want just whatever interests you apart from programming it's it's general purpose right so uh, i think that's what's attractive about programming as well right okay okay giri i think there's multiple ways where someone can learn programming these days right maybe you can be self taught you learn by yourself look at books use your own udemy courses or you can go to school and learn it formally why did you choose the formal route and not the self taught route okay to be precise i think i did both right but i did enroll in a program eventually mhm and i think the question is why did i enroll in a program when i could have been self taught completely right i was very optimistic at the start while at college and post college that i can pick this up on my own that is why i decided to major in philosophy not because i didn't like computer science but i thought you know my college time it's going to be hard for me to find a group of 12 16 interesting people to talk about philosophical ideas but computer science man there are so many tutorials out there i can pick this up anytime i want that was the impression i had even a few years after graduation but after a while the reality dawned on me which is it is computer science theory is quite challenging it is interesting but it's quite challenging and in the absence of a structured environment it is so easy to give up it's like okay i mean let me flip open let me learn about big of o big o notation but me... how important are these theoretical concepts can't you just do without them or you could you could technically do without them but it is hard to go far without them i mean obviously you can just be a practitioner but if you don't know what's going on under the hood your foundations are weak it's hard to pick up new skills okay and it's hard to make good quality technical decisions without them you are operating kind of blindsided by it you are operating you're running blind you know flying blind sort of okay you can still drive you can still accomplish Function. things but just not as effective as someone who knows all these technical stuff for sure the right the, the foundational stuff so there's value in it i i never questioned the value of it i just questioned whether i could be completely self taught so for me i realized i needed a structured environment to pick these things up agree and obviously it was expensive yeah time wise financially quite demanding uh, but i realized i needed the initial push that structured environment you know assignments recitations exams it it was a good forcing function and then when they look no one can make you learn anything you have right. to learn on your own but i needed a forcing function at that period of time to pick up these computer science theoretical concepts and and I, i everybody is different some people pick it up on their own some people don't but whatever the case i would say pick it up somehow Uh, but but strictly speaking i don't think it's necessary that someone goes through a structured program like a, a college or or, or university I mean, under undergraduate or graduate studies in computer science it isn't strictly necessary all the material is out there but most people need a forcing function i needed it and it took me a while to realize that i needed it so maybe what would you advise someone who wants who's interested in programming like what are the few steps that you would tell him to do like I would say MIT OpenCourseWare has a ton of resources. Okay. When you look at computer science material, I wouldn't even call it computer science. When you look at tech stuff at Udemy and other platforms, 
plural side, it's very practically oriented. Mm-hmm. It's about how do you build a React app? It's how do you build that Node application? It's less about you know, how do you think about data structures and algorithms and systems? You don't have much content about that. So I would say if you want to pick up these theoretical concepts on your own, which you can absolutely, look into a, a platform like OpenCourseWare. But Ed- these- edX is good. Coursera is also good. And many of them have free courses. The material is material is freely freely available. I think the the advice you're giving is for people who have already decided that they're going into programming and they want to be self taught. My question was actually. How do they even find out that they're interested in programming and, you know, how can they suss out that kind of interest? Oh, that's a good question. I would say take a intro to computer science class. Okay. There are many versions available online. And see if you like it. I enjoyed it. I found it a... I True. took it many years back. I found it a, a delight. And even before that, as I mentioned, when I was seven or eight, I was already tinkering and programming. And there was an interim period, period where I was away from it but then I got sucked back in again yeah I think uh, uh, I like to share an experience I think I think it's out of the way but you know like I always saw our dad kind of programming day in day day out I never understood like what he was doing right like he just looked agitated he looked stressed and like as a as a five-year-old or six-year-old you just don't know what's happening like hey why is dad like that right like he's working throughout like 2 3 a.m. and like inching towards the the, the monitor and I didn't really quite get it until I started programming myself. And you know, when you when you surface some bugs, they never go away. And I have been in those in his shoes, in I mean, the last two years. So I found it quite funny in the fact that you know it's full circle. Yeah, it's full circle, right? Like I saw him do it, and then I'm doing it, and then he told me, "Hey, dude, Malay, it's it's two a.m. You why don't you just sleep?" and do it early in the morning and and I was like yeah it's a full circle and I think I also want to talk, touch on the fact that when you can solve a bug the satisfaction you get that's really immense but um, if you don't you feel really bad about yourself there's exactly. no in between right either your code compiles either you hit the specifications either you meet the requirements or you don't it's very binary right but I feel like the moment you did the moment you do kind of kill the bug and solve the issue you learn so much, right? Because you have tried all the resources, you have checked through all of them. So at the end of the day, as although you're suffering, you are learning and you are growing as a person. So I think there is some benefits, but at just just at that point of time, you feel so stressed and and you feel really bad. And you just want to want it to be over. Yeah, and you pull your hair and you're like, get me out of this. Right. Absolutely. I think we sort of vaguely touched on this, but I find apart from running. Programming is the activity that allows me to reach a flow state most frequently. Running, I get it, especially long distance. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's programming. Reading also gives me that, that flow state. Reading hard and interesting material gives me that flow state. But programming also gives me that kick. So that you know sort of hooks you into the process as well. Right. I think for programming, you've got to be in the flow, right? It's... It puts you in the flow, not that you got to be in the flow, it puts you in the flow. Right, right. Okay, okay. Got it. Okay, Giri, I think we did talk about, uh, you know, self-thought versus going to school to learn programming. I think a lot of people say, you know, like, if I'm self-thought, will I be able to get a job at the end of the, you know, end of my, my self-thought sessions, right? So how do you think the chances of someone who's being self-thought to get a technical job at the end of the day? 
So I've had friends who are self-taught and who have gotten jobs in technology. Right. And obviously also friends who attended traditional CS undergraduate or graduate programs and who have gotten jobs. The sense that I get is as long as you have a body of work to show mm-hmm. and you do well in these programming interviews, you will get a job. So you don't have that, to... That being said, mm-hmm. unfortunately, many institutions, many employers still use the school that you went to as an initial filter. So you might not even get a, coding a, a call for the first call or, or invitation to a coding interview unless you graduated from the narrow set of schools that they have in mind. It could be CMU, it could be Stanford, it could be... What's CMU? Carnegie Mellon? Carnegie Mellon. Okay. Carnegie Mellon, it could be... Stanford, Stanford MIT. MIT, etc. Right. It, it depends. There are some organizations that operate like that. Fortunately, they are in the minority and they're getting smaller. But I do know that there is a stigma. Not, okay, let me take that back. There is some resistance to hiring graduates of coding boot camps. There's this perception that the quality is lower. So many employers that I'm aware about don't even send an invite to coding boot camps, which is an unfortunate Actually, uh, characterization. Yeah, I mean, I've been into a coding boot camp myself. I went to a data science immersive course in General Assembly. I mean, personally, I feel that whatever the, I mean, the concepts they taught were very quick and you learn things very quickly. So I felt it was more of a starting point more than, than an end-all, you know, be-all situation where after this course you're done, you can just be a data scientist. Now, I, I don't think it works that way, but I think it does give you a stepping board. And maybe the, most of the people who were in my course were probably like moving um, careers, right? Changing careers. So this is just a stepping board for them to learn these processes, go and, and join a, a company, probably a small company, and then work your way there. It's not the end point for your learning journey. And, and I think the same can be said for any learning. There's no end to learning here. Right. You constantly have to keep learning to, to stay ahead. And keeping yourself relevant. Forget about staying ahead. Just to be in the arena. Right. You, you know, there are new packages emerging, new frameworks emerging. The deeper your foundation, the stronger it is, the easier it is to stack on new concepts because these concepts are not develop de novo. They are usually extensions of existing concepts. So if you have a strong grounding on in computer science, it's easier to pick up these app, application layer content. Okay. So I think I think we did talk about a lot of things like, you know, how it's important to build things while learning and, you know, taking time to, you know, things might take time but it's okay you'll get there at the end of the day and having that realization is very important because sometimes we are a bit more impatient with our results so I think that's something that Giri mentioned yeah so I think as a programmer it's always important to stay ahead so yeah I think I think we had a great chat with Giri tried to talk through his experiences you know the differences between the unstructured pathway of a self-study as compared to the structured institutions right so I think we, we had a great time with Giri. Okay, Giri, like, we are wrapping up this podcast. Do you have any last words that you would like to say to our audiences? I'd say learning, learning computer science theory, picking up programming, these are things that I'll count as one of my best decisions in my life. I feel that I can finally put my plans into... I can build things that I have in my mind 
I can I can make them. You can bring real. it to reality. Yeah, I can I can bring my concepts into the world. I can bring it to fruition, mm-hmm. and that's an extremely empowering feeling. So, right for me, I found the theory extremely interesting. But beyond just the intellectual stimulation, I think it's also about how practically empowering it is. You know that now you can design your own systems, you can build your own digital systems, and that that's an amazing power to have. So I'm glad that I that I've chosen this path. I mean, now that I think about it, like, is there any age do you think that is the right time for you to pick up programming, or is you can pick it up at any age? The younger, the better. Okay. But it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So that's all we have for you folks. Thank you for listening to us and we hope to see you in the next one. Take care. Thank you.